Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports. Sports talk about the Yanks, Giants, Rangers, and Rutgers, and I'm your host, Don. Today we'll discuss Rutgers basketball, big road win, the Rangers winning when not playing their best, and what if Josh Allen went to the Giants and not the Bills? So let's get started. So we're going to go ahead and get started with Rutgers basketball. After what was a terrible loss to Penn State on the road, a game in which they played terribly, the Knights finally got a road win against a subpar Maryland team. Any road win in the Big Ten is great, uh, but Maryland obviously wasn't a tremendous win, but for the Knights, any road win in the Big Ten is helpful to the program. Maryland had fired their coach already. Their assistant coach was suspended. They were already 1-4 in in the Big Ten and kind of looking like they were just playing out the string this year. Still, that said, Rutgers played the first half of the game exactly as bad as they played the entire Penn State game, which is to say their entire team looked like they were asleep, except for maybe Hyatt, who came off the bench, provided a little spark. He hit a few threes. The rest of the team looked like they didn't remember they had a game. Uh, they played subpar defense in the first half. There were way too many fouls. Maryland had 15 free throws in the first half. Rutgers had one. Rutgers was playing lazy and simply poor defense. You know, and that, that leads to fouls. When you do that, that leads to fouls, and they go hand in hand. Rutgers had way too many turnovers. Again, they were played by terrible shooting. I don't know what it is when they go on the road, but it's like they can't see the basket straight. And all that said, the refs didn't help either. Um, while they deserved a lot of the fouls, you know, it was sort of getting piled on. Some of the calls were highly questionable. But then a strange thing happened. They came out in the second half and looked like a completely different team, led by Mulcahy and Harper. Uh, people are going to point to Harper, and rightly so, as he woke up from his usual road shooting woes, and he started drilling shots. And I mean, everything was falling. Fade away, bank three-pointers, everything. Harper just finally woke up and started hitting shots. But honestly, it was Mulcahy who led this team back. His calm under pressure, his persistence, his look-to-pass-first attitude, they were clutch in a big second-half comeback. In addition, he did hit some huge shots, some big threes, clutch shots from the lane. He has that unique ability to pivot forever. What seems like forever anyway, and make shots. Um, okay, he was outstanding in the second half. Full stop. Harper hit many of the shots, but okay, he carried this team on his back. It was a great road win for Rutgers, something they desperately needed, and good for them. Hopefully, we can move on to bigger and better things. So, the New York Rangers. They beat the Flyers on the road Saturday night. They didn't play particularly well, but they managed to win the game. They beat a struggling Flyers team. And this is one of those games that they would have lost, could have lost, and probably deserved to lose had they been playing a better team. Even so, they did show some grit and determination in coming back for the win after trailing midway through the third period. Kreider is becoming a master of deflections. He had yet another deflection goal late in the third period on Saturday. He is really developing his skills as someone who deflects shots 
from right in front of the goalie and is really helping him. He is fourth in the league in goals and good for him. Shesterkin had what is probably an average night for him in goal as opposed to his normal outstanding efforts. His average, though, is other goalies good or very good nights at this point. That's how excellent Shesterkin is. He deserved to be on the All-Star team. He's not, in my mind, he's probably the best goalie in hockey at this point. But kudos to him for still managing to play pretty well, even when he didn't have his best night. An area of concern is Keandre Miller. He had another poor game, and I mean a really poor game. While he does have some skill, he really needs to use his body better and make some better decisions on defense. Both of the goals the Flyers scored, Rangers ended up winning 3-2. Both of the Flyers' goals were a direct or indirect result of some poor angles that Miller took, as well as a result of Miller's continued lack of toughness. This is a big guy, and he plays like Guy Lafleur or something. The guy needs to lean on people. He needs to push people out of the crease. He needs to line them up and take a shot when he has it. Instead, he tries to skate, use his size and his reach and angles to, you know, play a different kind of defense than what he needs to be playing at certain times. Now, he doesn't need to be Truba, where he just hits everyone all the time, but he needs to be somewhere between where he is now and where his defense partner Truba is. He has got to toughen up. He's got to take better angles, and he needs to do better than he is now because right now he is clearly a point of weakness on this record's defense. This is not a perfect team, and nor is the rest of their defense perfect at all, but Miller's continued lack of toughness is starting to show more and more as the year goes on, and it's starting to hurt the Rangers. So it's something to look out for. It's nothing terrible. The Rangers got another win on a night they didn't play their best. And, you know, when you can not play your best and still win on the road in this case against the Flyers, I'll take it. The Rangers have played a lot of road games this year, a lot, and they have the remainder of the rest of their games, which is still a lot in the NHL, at home this year. Uh, they probably played, what, half the schedule, maybe a little more at most already, and most of the remainder of the schedule is going to be at Madison Square Garden, and that is tremendous. That is just such an advantage. The Rangers have been an excellent, excellent road team, and that is fantastic to see. The opposite of Rutgers basketball, by the way, who is just a terrible road team. The Rangers have been outstanding on the road. Good for them. The New York Giants. You know, I was watching Josh Allen and the Bills destroy the Patriots. And boy, was that a good feeling, by the way. I was wondering how different the Giants would be if only Gettleman selected Josh Allen instead of Saquon Barkley in 2018. Obviously, the Giants went with Barkley with the 7th overall pick in 2018, and Josh Allen was available. Uh, Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's a league MVP candidate, the driving force in destroying the Patriots with a record-setting playoff performance. He's also a great runner on top of all that. Barkley, on the other hand, is barely adequate. 
as a running back at this point. He's one who seems to lose yards as many times as he gains yards. He obviously has tremendous ability, but also a frustrating tendency to just stop when there isn't a clear hole in front of him instead of just taking a few yards. Stop trying to deke and losing three yards. It's frustrating as hell, even acknowledging that the Giants' offensive line is awful. And let's face it, the offensive line is awful. But if you're a fan who watches Saquon Barkley every week, unless you have rose-colored glasses on, you know what I'm saying. This guy needs to hit the holes and get forward, and it's just frustrating as hell watching him run. So I'm thinking, what if Allen became a Giant in 2018? How much better would the Giants actually be? I think certainly a great deal better. Let's face it, Allen is better than 2018 version of Eli Manning. He's better than Geno Smith. He's better than Daniel Jones, Mike Lennon, Jake Fromm. Let's face it. It would be a significant upgrade to quarterback and significant upgrade to the New York Giants. It's both interesting and frustrating to think about how good the Giants could have been. Because a great quarterback makes up for lots of other problems. He'd obviously still need a bit of offensive line help for sure. But boy, the difference he could have made if only Gettleman could properly assess talent. It's something to think about. And again, say it over and over. The ability to properly assess talent and then decisions derived from that assessment are the most important things in making an organization successful. Failure to properly assess talent is the death blow to teams. And it's been a death blow for Gettleman and the Giants. And by the way, for Cashman and the Yanks. But rinse and repeat the ability to assess talent because it's something that has to change with the Giants when they get a new GM and a new coach in the coming month. They better get it right and they better be folks who can properly assess talent. And that's really it, guys. Thanks for listening to the Jersey Guy Sports Podcast. Please tell your friends if you like what you're hearing and I'll be back with more sports talk soon. Have a good day.